Welcome to the Football Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9, and this is The Fool. Hello, everyone. We are back into our fifth season now of the Football Podcast. If you've heard our trailer, which you may or may not have because we may not have published it, we're going to look expand the, the, the 9642 podcast so that we cover as many sports as, uh, as we can, can while it's going on. We are definitely going to focus on the EPL and obviously that's why the first uh, podcast of the season is about the previous EPL season or and football in general, not just the EPL of course. Of course. So Champions League, Bayern Munich, 80, what, a squad that cost 90 million I heard altogether win the Champions League. Yeah. How awesome was that? Cool. Alright. Sure. Their stranglehold in their, you know, in the Bundesliga is so complete, like, no team can come close to them, so that does take a bit of shine off, but that was pretty much every... Um, so I think some of us were hoping RB Leipzig or maybe even Manchester City could, you know, be a new champion. Was not to be. And look, deserved champions. Bayern were the best team in Europe this season. Oh, easy. Miles. By, by miles. I mean, was it 8-1 against Barcelona? Just yep, yep. crazy, crazy stuff. They were just streets ahead of yeah. everybody else. Yeah, yeah, and that would lead to our earth-shattering going on that are happening in football now. But yeah. that will be in our next podcast, so be sure to catch that. We're going to look at the season that has just happened. Like, wow, COVID has basically put changed everything. I think everybody was pretty certain that the top four was going to be Liverpool, City, Leicester, and probably Chelsea. Yeah, we were still, before COVID, we were Chelsea feeling pretty good. Maybe, or, maybe, or maybe Manchester United, because they were surging up with Bruno Fernandes yeah. and doing well. That was going to be the interesting bit, right? It was gonna and be the... like, if they could get Pogba back in time, whether they would gel. The thing is, COVID, let's go by team by team. I think COVID didn't really slow Liverpool down. The only nah. thing was if the season was going to be cancelled, they would not have won anything. Which would have been funny. Just just yes. in general. But they were obviously deserved winners. It would have been very harsh on them, but as we've discussed in private before, it would have been they couldn't give it to Liverpool if they'd cancelled the season because yeah. it wouldn't have worked further down the table, like relegation, yeah. you know, Championship, League One, League Two, there was actual races going on down there, so it would have been hard to be like, oh yeah, no, Liverpool wins, but all you others were doing something different. But in the yeah. end, they got it all back together, so Liverpool became deserved winners. Yeah, I think Asterix's are a bullshit in this situation. I think they they were clearly the best team. And yeah, won. I mean, there's a little bit of Asterix, but it's, they got the full season out. I yeah. don't think... City would have caught them. Oh, well, City would never have caught them. Um, I don't think, in terms of that top, that the break made any difference whatsoever. I think yeah. the form of probably the top, the top four that ended top four, probably yeah, didn't get changed too much by it. I think when you get to Leicester, which I'm sure we're getting to soon, that's yeah. where the break actually gave a, a detriment to their um, to their chances. Although they were having injury issues before COVID. So yeah. maybe they would have fallen away anyway, just maybe. by the the you know the, the drain of injuries. The drain of injuries could have played a role. You're right, and so maybe. But I don't think, like I said, Liverpool didn't. I don't think deserve an asterisk. They had a really big lead. Oh yeah. And City were also having injuries. Like if their team had people coming back, 
I would be thinking differently. Perhaps if City actually had really uh, had a real bad run of injuries, Chelsea or United might have even caught up with them. Yeah, yeah. If they but, were, we were both. Our, both our teams were having people return back from injury. Yeah, but yeah, really for Liverpool not to have come first and City not to come second, there was going to have to be massive, earth-shattering. Unlucky breaks for both of them. As you say, a whole host of injuries for City because it's not like just one or two injuries in City, even for key men, would have made much attention to their progress. It'd have to be like four or five people going down. Yeah. You know, season ending injuries sort of things, which extremely unlikely. And the same with Liverpool, right? They would have had, even back in March, they basically had to win nothing more for the last two months of the season to, to not have won it, basically. There are only a few games out, so. Then we had Leicester, who ended up, who was third then, and obviously Manchester United finished third. I think we can cover both teams because we that tells you exactly where COVID started impacting the positions. Yeah, exactly. As I say, Manchester United got everybody back, come back, and they managed to train enough that Pogba and uh, Bruno Fernandez started gelling really well. And they played yeah. really well after coming back from COVID. Unfortunately, they couldn't win a trophy. But the most disappointed team in the Premiership is probably Leicester. Because I think, to be fair, I think COVID or no COVID, Leicester were losing form. And if it wasn't That's... United, then Chelsea would have come third ahead of them. Yeah. As I said, it was injuries with this. They're like, hitting up into yeah. March, they had, a, some of it was, they had a couple of key injuries. And... They're starting to lose form, yeah. lose their way, and it looked like COVID was actually going to happen now. Which means everybody got back over their injuries, got back yeah. into training, ready to go. They couldn't get over the form issues with the big yeah. break. It was quite clearly Bardi aside. Yeah, yeah, Bardi aside, always Bardi aside. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that guy, he's he's, he's the continuously just pulls Leicester through everything. But yep. yeah, they they fell apart after the break, and it was clearly just you know same you know beginning season they had to start again and it just didn't work from this, this part season for lack of a better term of it yeah yeah but yeah but as I say that that may have happened anyway they were having injuries but say United Chelsea well they had the injuries they played to come back and may have taken a few more things it may have been a bit closer I mean it was a last weekend thing anyway possibly could have ended up the same it just might have been you know a little bit more dramatic like needing you know Chelsea or Man United even particular scores and they have to win by two or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think United benefited the most of all the teams because they yeah, clearly picked yeah, yeah. the highest um, yeah. from COVID. Um, but the second most was Super Frank and Chelsea, who I think had a really good first season. Like to me, yeah. I think Frank was my manager of the season. There was issues starting out. I mean, it was, it was a bit of a rocky start to the season, but um, no, definitely pulled it together. It had a little bit of classic Chelsea up and down this here and there, and to say the break was actually really good because sitting in February was starting to look a bit rocky in demand, and then the break came and we came back not super strong, but stronger than what we were. So there were yeah. still a couple of key losses that were a bit disappointing um, in the return, which meant that our hold on third disappeared. We started off the restart really good, and yeah. then we cemented yeah. in third, and then we, uh, yeah. Lost, I think it was Crystal Palace, Newcastle, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not Newcastle, that was the last. Um, but it's been Crystal Palace, something like that. Brought both you and, and Leicester back into contention a lot more. Yeah. But you know, you say overall, it was, it was a good season, I think, for Chelsea, especially having not had the best to transfer 
uh, markets, given that the last year the summer market they were closed out of pretty much, having to find a manager and all the rest. Uh, yeah. And it, you know, being young, the youngsters were the ones coming through mostly. But hey, Cammy Abraham, amazing. Yeah. Mason Mount, even more amazing. So you know, good, good working yeah. by Super Frank as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Mason Mount, Tammy Abrahams, and Mason Greenwood of Manchester United were like the most promising young players. Like new young players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other players who are young that did well are all known quantities, you know. Everybody knows Trent Alexander-Arnold is awesome. Like, we don't yeah. need to... <laughs> That's a known. You know? That's a known. That's a known thing. <laughs> so I'm not snubbing other people. I'm just saying of the new people that I hadn't seen before. I'm sure Tammy Abrams may have made uh, I don't know. Did he ever? Did he make like appearances in the Premier League before? I think he had had a couple of appearances um, previously, but this was yeah. this was a big thing. Like, and he yeah, yeah. Clearly, took the opportunity. He given the opportunity, took it both hands, and was like, "No, this, I am a Premier League striker, and I am more." And you know, he was. Please. So, I mean, had the second half of the season started to fall away, and I don't. I think he only scored one goal in the restart. I think he'd only scored one or two since January or something like that. So, not the, the best ending, but he was still by far and away one of the better Chelsea players. So yeah. And Manchester United also had a lot of good young players play this season. I hope they can sign most of them. Tahit Chong, I thought, was pretty good. I thought Carrera did pretty well. Yeah, definitely. As well. I, I think, obviously, Daniel James didn't have as good a season as we were hoping. He started off okay. Scott McTominay just looks better. Um, so it's a good young team. They're not, but I don't think they're anywhere near good enough to compete against City or Liverpool next season. They have United are fighting for third, yeah. well, unless they get Sancho. Yeah, but given the form of the last two seasons, I don't think there's many teams that can fight with Liverpool and City at the moment. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've been the away the best teams for like the last two years at least. Yeah, and so Manchester United also uh, had Brandon Williams, who I thought played really well at left back, covering for yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke Shaw when he got injured. That's the issue. Like United, really have uh, defensive issues. Like a centre back, a good centre back is needed. But if they could get a versatile defender, someone who can cover a lot of positions, that would also be good. Yeah, yeah, that would be that's just wasted. But yeah, uh, I think Chelsea the same. Like we had good. Centre back, but they were both, they were all young. Yeah. Um, you know, a bit of age in the, on the fullback strings, but from like as for Creator, and he's really awesome, but starting to get old now, and, and fullbacks need to run a bit. So, yeah. Did get shown up occasionally with younger, faster wingers, but yeah. And then at some point, Frank did revert back to the three centre halves and, and the wing back, and that's when um, as for Creator. Yeah, folded in to a centre back role, which I think he does reasonably well. Um, yeah. So it loses some of his attacking flair and some of his ability to, to drive up the flank. But yeah, but his possessional sense is really good, so he's better off uh, playing yeah. in that spot now in this yeah. stage of his career. Yeah, and maybe that's an ongoing thing. Um, gets moved in, he moves himself from the centre defence and he be the old head in the middle of the and keeps yeah. the ongoing going. Um, but I'm. I think so. Manchester United, uh, David De Gea didn't have a good season. So if he he's under the pump, I think if he doesn't have a good start to the season, 
Like, he, if United lose their first couple of games because of errors through him, you might see Dean Henderson start. And he had a yeah, really yeah. good season for Sheffield United last season. I think it's appropriate now to talk about Sheffield United. I think they finished under Leicester, but I think that they performed really well. They just they're just outside the Euro spots. Yeah, but that's probably good for them, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have to have any strain on their on their squads, yeah. playing times, travel expenses. I mean, they miss yeah. out on on revenue from it um, and exposure. You know, get them a second season to make sure that they submit themselves in the Premier League. Show that they're not a yeah. you know, one-hit wonder. There's nothing saying they're not going to be UEFA Cup material this year or next year. Yeah, I think if they can stay finish above ten for the next three years, that'd be a really good performance. Now we should probably talk about the teams that got relegated. Uh, most importantly, Bournemouth. I think Eddie Howe did as well as he could, but at some point, I think. It's hard to say because he was still good last season, and I don't know how you could have avoided what happened. And I can I can understand why they stayed with him and they didn't fire him when he had to resign. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's done everything for uh, Bournemouth. Like yeah, they'd exactly. be nothing without him. No. But being relegated now, like I don't see them coming back up anytime soon. Yeah, I think it will be a bit hard for them. I mean, it's possible, but I think you're right. Gonna. They'll be down in the championship for a, for a while. They'll be in a relegation dogfight next season in the championship, I'm sure. Yeah, is that bad? I was thought that... I mean, their, stadium, mid- their stadium holds 5,000 people. You make a good point. <laughs> and they're not getting that TV money anymore. Yeah, exactly. you make good points. I've forgotten their stadium was so ridiculous this year. Yes. I feel bad, obviously. The other two, like Watford were also a team, and I think... Just the ownership. There's just too much instability. Changed managers so many times last season. I just yeah, yeah. lost count. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's I nice. would rather Aston Villa have gotten relegated with the tournament, but yeah. you know, because not like Villa was that much better. Apparently, one point better. Okay. Yeah, but Norwich City. Yeah, they just at least they kept playing the way they played. Like yeah. they attacked. Every- I don't think they expected to get promoted last season anyway. So. They're treating this as a cash bonus to do improvements and become really good at uh, in the championship level and then promote, get promoted I, again. Yeah, I mean, I, I give them full credit. They, they stuck to their way and it was either going to work or it wasn't. You know, a couple of seasons ago, you know, getting promoted was a bit more of a wall, but that worked a little bit better than we really wanted it to. Take yeah. the money and, and keep playing our way. We won't change. We'll, I think they didn't really. They didn't do a massive buy-up and keep most of the players from the team. Yeah. So, I mean, it was always going to be a struggle, but they, they played attacking football and they continued to play attacking football. And it was it was pretty to watch. I mean, yeah. you could watch any of their games and be like, this is actually pretty good football to watch. They're just getting pummeled, but just, what they're yeah. doing is fine. What's crazy is how yeah, the... Uh, some of these things uh, were how close some of these things were because at one point Wolves were a genuine threat to finish in the Europa League spots maybe even as high as fifth yeah yeah like I didn't think they were ever really going to compete for a Champions League spot because Chelsea were too good or later on United but Wolves I think could have easily have finished ahead of Leicester because their form was so bad and Spurs were so bad but after getting Mourinho, they did just enough to qualify for the Europa League. Good old Jose Mourinho. Very much yep. Jose did. 
Like, if if Jose Mourinho managed to get Spurs to win the Premiership next season, like, yeah, we'll just have to stop arguing about how good a manager he is. <laughs> Not that I ever thought he wasn't a good manager. Yeah, yeah. it would just continue to show that he doesn't have a doesn't have a, a trend, right? Takes over first season, pretty good. Second season, win. Third season, nothing but pretty much. And like, so that, I don't know if last season counts as a full. First season, maybe the season was first season. We'll find out. And then rounding out the top ten was Burnley, who also started off pretty good, but I think be playing in the Europa League uh, while being in the Premier League was a bit too much strain on that squad. But they did have had a decent season. They never threatened to be relegated, I think, and they went as far in the Europa League as they could. Yeah, yeah. No, they did really well. Uh, St. Chris Wood scored, what, 12, 13, 14 goals, am I right? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, I mean, that's a good good reason, well, most of the reasons why Burnley was where they are. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they've got a decent squad. So, you know, it's enough to, to hold up everything else. Yeah, while you're still in the Premier League, you can attract a, a decent kind of player. To yeah, play yeah, through. exactly. So, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, like, COVID probably did impact Burnley quite a bit. The going forward, it's not that we're going to talk about it in this podcast. It's going to impact a lot more next season. Yeah, I think so. Like as much as it impacted last season, it's going to impact next season even more. Like yeah. that's how crazy. But we'll talk more about that. <laughs> yeah, next one. But you're right. It's going to impact more, but it's going to impact the whole season. Mm. So, so I guess I don't want to talk about it too much. But last season, it was more of the shakeup. That was the impactful. Bit. How do you deal with you know a disruption with season? The coming season is going to be how do you deal with the whole thing all the time and yeah. the uncertainty nope. and all the rest. That's what we're going to talk about in the next podcast. Let's before we finish off, I think it's appropriate to talk about the three promoted teams: Leeds United, Fulham, West Bromwich Albion. All clubs who could all stay up Definitely and all three there. could be relegated. Yeah. Ironically, I think Leeds are the most vulnerable, even though they won the championship. They won it quite well, didn't they? Yes, but I think in the Premier League, they don't have the funding and the structures. Um, no, no. You know what I mean? They yeah, no. This is their first season in the Premier League. I mean, they have a really good manager. Yeah. And that might get them through in the... But in the end, like, if they get an injury or something like that, it's going to be very difficult. I think the telling thing is the fact that been ages since Leeds United has been in the Premier League in the top flight. Yeah. Um, and as you say, it is a different thing. The other teams have been yeah. recently, so they know what it's like now. And I think that's going to be a telling difference. Yeah. That, that experience of everybody else that's in, going to be in the relegation battle. I think what's going to make the biggest impact for Leeds will be how they start. If they can start positively, yeah. get some wins, get momentum different ball game. They can get comfortable in the table um, early on, yeah. you know, it might be okay. But if they're keeping in that dog fight the whole season long, I don't see them being able to, to pull it through. Yeah. Albeit that they had such an awesome season last year. I mean, it, that does, I mean, shows Norwich shows that it doesn't mean a lot because they yeah. had an awesome season the year before. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Newcastle did it, but they've been up in more recently. Yeah. So let's see with, with with Leeds, but it could be interesting. It, I think it's just going to go one or two ways. Either their form and their ability to shine, because they 
we were quite a good solid championship side and they were doing quite well yeah. last season like it wasn't Norwich did it by being a super championship side so I felt like Leeds have been a bit more of a solid football team so they yeah. Yeah, it's, it's insane. There's an awesome manager. The backroom stuff seems pretty tight, which always helps in the Premier League. So, good signings, good transfer, good start. Different story. But yeah. I just feel if they're dragged into the dog fight, if they don't yeah. have the momentum with it, it just may not. They may not get themselves out of it. Yeah. And even the teams like Sheffield United, who had a good season, can get second season syndrome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Next I mean, season. Nobody can rest on their laurels. And right. Aston Villa should also be feel the same. Especially if they lose good players. Yes. But Newcastle as well. Newcastle's you know, they did reasonably well last year, but can they keep it up? We talked about Burnley next tenth, but another team that once again a few bad results, things not going away. Because it's gonna be a super tight relegation battle and it's gonna be, you know, six, seven, eight teams that are we're going to be probably fairly similar in terms of form and, and points-wise, at least through you know, the majority yeah. of the season. It doesn't take a lot to slip up and find yourself behind the eight ball. And a couple of losses among the, you know, you lose among those teams that are in that battle. That those are bad points, right? Loss. Yeah. You've got to win against a, a team you're not expected to win against. So, you know, exactly. But that's also, yeah, a little bit straying into future podcasts future podcast but yeah well we hope you enjoyed our preview of previous uh, season we hope to catch you in our next, next podcast catch you next time